Hello there, this is the Forever Blue podcast. I'm Ian Cheeseman. This is a little extra podcast. We only normally do one a week. But because it's Derby week and we didn't have quite enough time because of all the issues we wanted to talk about in Lads podcast, here's a, a bonus uh, pre-Derby podcast where we're only going to talk really about the Derby. Now, bear in mind that uh, there obviously have been games before the Derby, which we'll sort of refer to, uh, but if you're thinking we're not talking enough about those previous games, this is unapologetically a pre-Derby uh, podcast. Thanks very much to charleslouis.co.uk, sponsors of the podcast, and Dave in particular, who is the man who uh, has, has contacted me and got involved in sponsoring us. And he is there on the other end of a phone if you want to chat to him, tell him you're a City fan, ask for him by name, uh, and of course look for the number on the on the podcast, uh, sorry, on the, uh, the, the website, charleslouis.co.uk, if you're thinking of a mortgage or a mortgage for somebody else or some advice around mortgages, they'll be only too happy to help. Now, because it's a mini podcast... We've got a mini cast list today. Um, we've got Harlan, um, who, who's back again, and Paul, and, and of course me. So here we are, we're on the threshold of a derby. Um, Manchester United, their form, generally speaking, has not been what it used to be. Uh, I can remember when I, I used to go to derbies in the past, when City weren't the major force that they are now, when people would say to me, when you go to a derby, all the form goes out of the window. It's a different game when it's a derby match. And I, I never really believed that. However, there was an aspect of it that was true, because if you look at the statistics, not that I'm a big statistic fan, as you know, but City's record against United is actually better than any other top-flight club against United. And that includes all that period where City weren't so great. So I suppose it did level it a little bit. Now, ironically, this time, the shoe might be on the other foot a little bit because City are the dominant force, dare I say, in Manchester. Two times champions of the Premier League. Manchester United have been going through managers like City used to go through managers in the old days with Alan Ball and Phil Neal and everybody coming and going left, right and centre. And United post Fergie have had the same sort of turnover. And in just in, in recent years, um, you know, we have seen a lot of uncertainty over the managerial ranks, whilst Pep has brought a great deal of stability. And indeed, both Mancini and Pellegrini did as well. So we're in a different era. So with that all in mind, um, I'm going to ask my, my two guests tonight, is this derby a great leveller? Are we expecting Manchester United to surprise a few people, to be tougher opponents than sometimes they show against other teams? Or should City really be capable, as many people I'm sure will be saying when I do my vlog at the derby, oh yeah, we'll beat oh, United, they're not the side, they are. no, 4-0, 5-0. There'll be a lot of people, I'm sure, saying that sort of thing. So... Where are you two? Let's start with you, Harlan. I, I personally think, Ian, that, like you say, United are the underdogs um, going into this one. I think to underestimate them will be a, a real stupid thing to do. Um, you know, I do expect us to, to beat United. I think we need to... I don't think we need to redeem ourselves from the Newcastle defeat. I just think we need to show the fans that there's still a lot to fight for this season. Maybe try and get... It was get, a draw, by the way, at Newcastle. Mm, no, 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 that's defeat. what I mean. There was a defeat yeah. There was a defeat the other week, wasn't there? So that's what I meant. Oh, right, and right. then, obviously, the draw at Newcastle, the form's not been great to be honest with you but what I mean is when I say defeat as well but Newcastle it felt like a defeat with the reaction from the fans and I think the fans are going into the derby feeling like we lost our last game 
and didn't pick up a point. Um, I think that we've got to. We got this for me is the start of the rest of the season. Now, if we can show that passion with the lineup that Pep's going to pick against United, with all the injuries that we've got, this game could be a real um, interesting one for the fans that are doubting us for the rest of the season um, to maybe reinvigorate themselves with passion and belief. Um, and against the side that need to prove something against us, I think this is a perfect game for our players to go, do you know what, fans? If you're doubting us and you think that we've not got the desire to win this title, we're going to show you that we can beat our biggest rival, even though you might think Liverpool are, our biggest and oldest rival, and give it some. And I personally think that if we underestimate United, we could get stung. If we go in and we treat it like it's a derby of yesteryear, we can, we can, we can win it. I think from a neutral's part of view, <clears throat> this um, the timing of this derby is absolutely perfect because United aren't doing brilliantly and neither are City by our standards. So as a neutral part of view, it goes back to what you've just said, Ian, that it's like, you know, it's a leveller. And I think it is. And I think it's basically the play- Man City's players have got a chance to, like Alan's just said there, is let's see what you're made of, lads. You know, if you you know what the derby means to us City fans, you know the new generation City fans. Maybe I don't know. I can't speak for them. Um, perhaps it doesn't mean as much to them, but to the likes of me and you, Ian, and and, and I think I can count yeah. Ireland in this. This is the one that we want to win because we get the bragging rights. Um, you know, as far as the tables concerned. It kind of doesn't really, as we've said in a previous podcast, for me, the season's kind of league of the season's over. Um, so this one, we win this one on Saturday. This is going to be the start, like Alan's just said, the kickstart and let's have it. So we, we, we need to be on our metal on Saturday um, because we underestimate United at all, all perils. And I want to go to work on Monday morning. I don't want to have to take Monday off because like we got beat by United like I used to have to all them years ago. Well, I was going to say about that because obviously there was a period when uh, Liverpool and United saw each other as their derby, which I always thought was a bit disrespectful to us and to Everton fans because the derby is the one within a city, if you really want to be pedantic about it. So, you know, in Germany, when Schalke played Dortmund, they call that a derby. In fact, in 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 Spain, I know they call it the El Clasico, but they almost think of Barcelona against Real Madrid as a derby. Whereas to, Espanol, isn't it? Yeah, whereas to me, the real derby is the intercity rival. Mm. So Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, Notts County against Notts Forest. Mm. And, and obviously City against United. And then Atletico against Real. Yeah. That's so, the kind of thing. So where are you? I mean, as as fans, as City lifelong City fans, is this game bigger than the game against Liverpool? Is this bigger than, than any other game because it's the Manchester derby? Or has it changed? It's not changed as such, but I think the fact that you're competing with somebody else at the top of the league creates its own kind of rivalry, but it's not your actual rivalry, if you want to call it that, because our rivals could be Chelsea one year, it could it could be Liverpool the next, it could be Liverpool for two like it has been. Leicester. Leicester. <laughs> I mean, who'd have thought that City-Leicester could be a, a, a rivalry in, in, in a few years' time? And well, well, City play Leicester at home in Absolutely. the Premier League game after the derby, mm. yep. which is the bigger game? Well, right now, in terms of the way the league looks, the Leicester game, in a different way, but the Manchester derby is always the one. 
for it's me. The for the it's always the one that, as a kid, I always wanted to turn up at school on a Monday morning, Paul at work, because Paul was still working when I was at school, or Paul was working when I was at school. Just chuck that one in there. Is it, is it time to finish now? Is it? <laughs> and I wanted, and I wanted, I wanted to. Uh, he always gets me, so I'm getting him back. Um, but um, I always wanted to go in and and, and really feel proud and 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 and. Yes, we beat United, and it was always something massive. And I think to lose that would would be a really silly thing to do. To sell that kind of enjoyment because we want to beat Liverpool more would be a really silly thing to do because you should always enjoy beating United as a City fan. And as a United fan, they should always enjoy beating us, even though, obviously, we don't want them to enjoy that. Um, do I enjoy beating United more than Liverpool? Right now, I'd enjoy beating Liverpool more because of where the table is at and whatnot. But I was always, I would always enjoy beating United because it's United. Absolutely, gonna put it better. Um, yeah, you, 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 your rivals in the league change from year to year. Your rivals, your rivals in the city don't. And for me, I hate derby days anyway. If I'm being honest, I hate derby days because you you win it, it's a kind of relief that you've not been beaten. Losing the derby is the one. He's the worst feeling in the world. Winning it is great, but it's tinged with relief. That's the best way I can describe it. If you've never, if you, if you're not a, a City or United fan, mm, yeah, it's an interesting way of putting it. Do do you therefore look at this current United and think think they're there for the beating? As many pumped up City fans will on the day. Um, in terms of the way that they're playing in the squad, I think that even with the squad that we've got at the moment, fully fit. Even with the injuries, I think that we are more than good enough to beat them. However, they've got some really frightening players. And if you don't really focus on football as in-depth as I do, you're probably going to think, what's he on about? Martial's worrying. Rashford is a top, top player. And I'm going to say this to all the City fans listening. If Marcus Rashford was available and we saw Leroy Sane, I would sign Marcus Rashford. I really, really think that that kid is a special player. He's proven in the Premier League, he's fantastic, he's worrying. And in the position that we're in at the moment, with the defensive frailties that we've got, if we underestimate players like that, we'll get stung. So yes, the way they're playing, I think we can beat them. However, I think that they've got players in that team that can really hurt us. So I think to underestimate them would be a daft thing to do. And I don't think that we can go into this game expecting to roll them over, or shall I say roll over them, because they can turn up whenever they feel like it. They did it against Sheffield United last week. They turned it on for 10 minutes. It was a big 10 minutes. They almost won the game. They could just do that against us if they chose to and we stepped off. If I try and look at it from the Manchester United perspective, um, they've seen what's happened to us. We've gone past them as a football club, I would argue, in terms of the, the marketing department, uh, the, the, the way that we get new sponsorship deals. Obviously, City have opened offices in, in different parts of the world, in London, etc. And there is a, a, an ever more intense rivalry between two teams, in the two clubs, I should say, in the same city, in trying to, trying to grab these, um, these opportunities to, to get blue chip sponsors and all the rest of it so it's not just an intensity on the pitch it's an intensity off it and it must frustrate not just the fans but also this is looking at it from a United perspective but also the people behind the scenes that City have come and blooded their nose mm. so to me the the big if I, that would be what I would be channeling as a United person and saying come on we've got a real chance here they're not quite what they were they're, they're wobbling a little bit 
And we can really make a statement here, not quite to the degree that we did in the FA Cup semi-final when Yaya Toure mm-hmm. scored the goal and I felt that mm-hmm. turned the momentum course, towards yes. City. But, it, but <clears throat> certainly we could make a huge statement here. So on that basis, uh, I, I must say that I am a little anxious about this derby because I think that they have a massive amount of motivation. I'm not saying City haven't got any, but United certainly have a massive motivation in this game. They have everything to gain from this. If they lose, they're expected to lose mm. to us. Steven still with a squad the that you've ro- got The roles the have reversed, haven't they? Because yeah. United are now in a situation where we were we were the underdogs and it didn't matter. If we if we got beat, we were expected to get beat. So when we when we won, it was like a massive shock to United. And the roles have completely reversed now. It's the other way around. United fans, you know, you look on social media and listen to talk to my friends, they're expecting to get beat. Where, you know, the, the, the younger fans, oh, yeah, we'll beat and we'll do this and other. But the older end again, they're going sort of like, oh, yeah, we're, we're there for the taking, though. It's going to be it's going to be a, a great day, I think. I think it's going to be, I mean, said that, it'll probably be nil-nil now, won't it? Well, City <laughs> fans, are, are they going to take it for granted? Because... You know, you've used that thing about uh, you know United, your your United mates on social media or whatever, as saying you know go easy on us maybe. I'm, I'm, yeah, not, I'm paraphrasing, but I heard a lot of when I was down at Norwich early this season, and I'm talking to Norwich fans. Every Norwich fan said to me, "You will take it easy, won't you? Keep it to four today," uh, and they meant that, by mm. the way, and they ended up winning the game. So the trouble is that that sort of like you know, not arrogance and not. Rev- I don't know what the word is, but yeah. you you could sit. What I'm getting at is, could City actually underestimate yeah. United because yeah. all the expectation is on yeah. City, and none of it really is on United. I, I we well, could do. Obviously, you can do, um, but I think the way we've been playing recently, I think this game's going to focus them. I think it's going to refocus the, the the way the players have been. You know, they 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 watch social media. They listen to what people are saying. They know as fans, we're not. You know, it's not right. We're not hundred percent happy and all the rest of it. And these are you know mumblings and burblings around the stadium. This is a perfect way to focus in mind. I would say we don't know what's going on. Going to happen at Burnley. You know, as we're, we, as we're sitting as we're here. sat here, yeah. You know, we don't know, so let's let's assume. All right, so we we win at Burnley, you know, three or four one, and we go into the game. That's great. But what happens if we get beat at Burnley, or we draw at Burnley, or we get injuries? You know, we, so, so that's got a bearing. That's going to have a bearing on this game, and we don't know what that result is yet. So, um, you know, they're gonna it's going to focus the mind, whatever. So. You know, this is the best opportunity for City to make a statement and make a comeback. I think an important thing to to to, to think about before this derby in is how how the fans behave going into this derby and how how the fans now put the Newcastle draw to the back of their minds and actually think reflectively and go, was I a bit too harsh after that draw? Was I wrong to say that players don't care? Because you know what? If you go into the derby thinking the players don't care, I guarantee that every player that you've doubted is going to show you exactly how much they care. There is no doubt in my mind that every single player on that pitch in this Manchester derby, whether they play badly or not, is going to give 110% for Manchester City Football Club. And if you've got the mentality going into the derby that the title race is over and you maintain that throughout that game 
then I'm sorry, but in my opinion, you don't deserve to reap the rewards at the end of the season, no matter where we finish, as much as other people. And that isn't me saying that some fans are better than others, that's just saying that some fans deserve things a bit more than others because of what they've put in to not only supporting the club, but what they've also put into supporting the players through thick and thin. Because some players at this moment in time are very, very low on confidence. And in life, if you compound somebody that's low on confidence, you can only expect bad things from that. Well, I'm going to leave the, the last word um, to you, Harlan and August. You, you went on a rant in the last, uh, <laughs> the last podcast that we did. So here we are, eve of, eve of the derby. I know it's not literally the eve of the derby as we sit here, but the eve of, the, of another Manchester derby. So just, just sum up how you feel ahead of it. I feel really optimistic about the rest of the season. I feel we've got a duty now as fans, Ian, to try and get up for every single game that's coming. Um, if you believe the title race is over, then, you know, just keep that internal. Don't keep spouting that to everybody that does believe that there's still a possibility that we can do what we wanted to do at the start of the season. I think you've got to keep that internal now. Stop trying to preach that to other people. Let people believe what they want to believe. And um, I just think that going into this derby, it's like I said a bit earlier on, it's, it's a statement and I think this is the start of, of a rejuvenated city. Come January, we get Laporte back. Hopefully Sane's fit as well. And I personally believe that second half of the season, you're going to see a city that you, if you're doubting us, didn't expect to see. And I motivate myself by thinking about the most positive outcome this season. And that's how I keep going. Thanks very much to Paul and Harlan. Anything you want to add, Paul? Um, yeah, just a bit of a, a rallying cry, really. Let, let's turn up as fans. You know, the footballers get paid to play football, and we we pay to go and watch it. So let's play our part. Let's get the let's get it rocking in there. You know, and on social media, yeah, all right. If you if you think we've played rubbish and all the rest of it, don't spoil it for the rest of us. You know, it's like telling a kid that Father Christmas doesn't exist. Yeah, we probably know that the the you know the 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 league's gone. But hey, yeah, it's gone. So what? Just enjoy the football, get on with it, and let's have a banging atmosphere at the derby. And by the way, kids, uh, Paul wasn't saying Father Christmas doesn't exist. Um, he, he was just, he just using a strange analogy. Yeah. Uh, right, thanks very much to charleslouis.co.uk. Thanks very much to Paul and Harlan. Um, and uh, hopefully by the time we do our next podcast, which will be on Sunday evening, that's when we'll record it after the Manchester derby, uh, we will be full of cheer, uh, full of uh, positivity, and Harlan will be happy with whatever we say. So uh, thanks very much, guys, and we'll see you again next time. Mm-hmm.